Resurrection Assembly of God. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. The 26th of March, 2023. Today's sermon is from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. Let it be to me. It is March 26th. So today, or about today, it was actually yesterday, is nine months until Christmas. Human pregnancy takes place in a nine-month period, give or take a little. So actually, it's entirely appropriate for us to remember today the angel appearing to Mary, because it's the day Mary got pregnant with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. As the passage we read says, the power of the Most High overshadowed her, and she became pregnant not by the will of man, but by the will of God. So it's only nine months till Christmas, church. Start the countdown. And genuinely, let's wait in eagerness for the appearing of the Lord like the virgin mother did those nine months, mesmerized in awe of the life that was divinely placed in her precious womb. Here's something helpful to think about. To be the church is to be like Mary because we know that Christ is coming again, right? The kids told us this morning. On the last day, Jesus will appear. And we, as the church, wait for him to appear as if we're pregnant, counting the days, hoping, praying that Jesus will indeed come to us on that last day. We wait now with the groaning of all creation, groaning, as Romans 8 says, with groanings too deep for words the indescribable nature of our situation, eagerly awaiting the appearance of the Lord like a pregnancy itself cannot be described with normal human language. And that is why we speak in tongues, the tongues of angels and of men sometimes. What a privilege. What a mesmerizing experience. What a mystery that God invites us to be participants in his end times plan for salvation, just like he invited Mary to be a participant in Christ's incarnation. I hope you give that some thought and consideration, meditate on it, that God insists on including us in his work. He doesn't want us, he doesn't want to do it by himself. He wants us to join him in his kingdom work. Jesus Christ is Lord. He took on flesh and he invited 12 disciples to walk and talk with him in his ministry. And he met them all with joy on the other side of resurrection. He was always with people and inviting humans into the work of God. But I'm getting ahead of myself. We've got to wait to talk about Easter until Easter is here, right? We're still in our 40-day fast. Let me say a few words about Mary's Annunciation, though. And then we'll talk about our church. So first, the Annunciation came with the appearance of an angel. God speaks to us, church. Sometimes he speaks to us directly, and sometimes he sends a divine messenger to talk to us. But either way, we know that God speaks. You know, when Laz used to wake up in the morning, I would sometimes ask him if he had seen any angels in the night. And I've mentioned this before. It turns out angels speak Spanish. That's what he told me. Uh, Every once in a while, like I said, he would say yes. And I did that. I used to ask him that because, well, you know, angels sometimes speak to kids. So it's good to make them aware of that. 
But I also did it because I want my children to, to live in a world as it truly is. You know, the secular pagans out there, all the secular pagans in the West, have disenchanted the world. They think everything is straightforwardly material. The only thing that is real is stuff that you can punch with your fist. You can't punch an angel, church. They think everything is straightforwardly material, but it's not. We are in the company of angels even now. And we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Tell this to your children. Tell your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend. Or maybe tell your mother if you're a kid. Remind your mother, kids, that angels speak to us, okay? More recently, I've been asking Laz if God spoke to him in a dream. Because God does that too. You know, it's like, why does God often speak to us at night? I don't know, but I know that he does. So pay attention while you're sleeping. The second thing about Mary's Annunciation is that God didn't just speak to her. God also spoke to her cousin Elizabeth. So when God speaks, it's important to remember that we don't have special access as individuals to what God is saying. Be careful about this one, because God doesn't always just speak to you. He speaks to his church. He will always confirm his word through someone else. That's why the angel says to Mary that her cousin Elizabeth is also miraculously pregnant. Though it's slightly different because she lay with her husband. Mary had no husband. Nevertheless, you will see that if you keep reading the story beyond what we read today, that when Mary comes to Elizabeth... Elizabeth baby, Elizabeth's baby, who is John the Baptist, again, getting ahead of the story here, but Elizabeth's baby jumps in her womb for joy at being in the presence of the incarnate Son of God. So God always speaks to more people than just you. And that's also, by the way, why we don't abort children, because babies can know Jesus even in the womb. If you have had an abortion and you're here today as a humble and confessing Christian, God forgives you. And your baby is leaping in the presence of Jesus even now. The same goes for all of you who have suffered deeply the pain and trauma of miscarriage. Jesus said, let the little children come to me, born and unborn. And I should also add for those who are barren like Elizabeth was, God gives you children because all of his children are your children too. Amen. That was... Just some freebies there. So my first point was that God speaks to us through angels. The second point is that he never just speaks to us alone. He always confirms his word through someone else in his church. Finally, when God speaks, we might as, uh, when God speaks, we might be, well, a little troubled, maybe a little confused, at least at first. Mary was troubled by the angel's greeting. She didn't know what it meant for an angel to greet her like the angel did. And she was a little afraid. I mean, angels are God's messengers, right? But I can imagine they're also rather terrifying creatures. I mean, you can't punch them. That's a little terrifying. Not that you would want to punch an angel. I'm just saying that if you wanted to, you couldn't. And that's a little terrifying. But that's why the angel said to Mary, fear not, do not be afraid, 
And again, the confusion. She said, how in the world am I going to bear a child when I'm a virgin? It's a fair question, right? How are we going to see all of the Lucas Farms neighborhood and Iowa City converted to the Christian faith when we don't even have enough seats in our sanctuary for them? We might also have some confusion and questions when God speaks to us as he has. But fear not, church. God will work it out for the good of those who love him. And he doesn't mind us asking the questions that we have. He expects us to be a little confused by his divine messengers and messengers. All that God asks of us is that in the end, after we've asked our questions, we say, let it be to me according to your word, like Mary did. When we're confused, puzzled, unsure what the future holds, we are just to say, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Because it is in this way that God is glorified, and it is in this way that we get to participate in the appearing of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, at the end of history. Hmm. So we've talked about Jesus now. Let me move on to the second thing that I've said. Forgive me for asking you to keep track of all the numbers. We had one, and then one, two, and three. Now we're on to two. Makes sense, right? I need to talk about the transition God is calling us to as a church. And I invite you to say up front, like Mary did, let it be to us according to the word of God, for we are his servants. Amen? That's what I've said to the Lord. I came to this church in 2016 with the task of helping to lead the church through a revitalization. It was not far from closing. Things were lo- weren't looking great here at Resurrection Assembly. It was called First Assembly of God back then. But look at what God has done. Amen. As you all know, Pastor Abby and I have been serving as an egalitarian team from the beginning. When I first came here, there was one thing that was very clear. The Spirit of the Lord was upon Pastor Abby Anderson. And if I was going to be faithful like Mother Mary was, I needed to recognize and respect the calling that God had placed on Mother Abby. So we became partners. I never made a decision about this church without consulting her. If she vetoed it, it was vetoed. The same went for her with me. You have seen the fruit of this relationship and this partnership for the church. I regret that she's not here this morning to hear me say this stuff about her, but she's on vacation with Kyle, which is a much-needed vacation, by the way. She'll be back next week for Palm Sunday. But, you know, Jesus sent out his disciples two by two to proclaim that the kingdom of God is near, and that's what Abby and I have done across eastern Iowa for the last seven years. But God has called me to a new chapter. And I have to say, let it be to me according to your word. So as many of you know, moving forward, I will be serving in a dual role. One role will continue to be here at the church. The other role is that I will be the director of theology and global church ministries for the College of Online Learning at Evangel University. That's a mouthful, eh? (laughs) The job is remote which means I'm not going anywhere. I want to repeat that. I'm not leaving. (laughs) 
because there's been a few concerns that that is what is happening. So no, JB was asking me about this this week. He was wondering if I was leaving, and I said, JB, I'm not leaving. How could I leave JB, right? Well, you too. I mean, you guys are one flesh now, so. I've been asked over and over again since I've been pastor here uh, at Resurrection in the last seven years to take a position in the academy. Uh, but I've refused until now because I believe that God has called me, and Holly, Holly believes the same, that we believe that God has called us to Iowa City. So I'm staying here at the church, but I will no longer hold the title lead pastor. Our plan is that moving forward, Pastor Abby alone will have that title. Of course, to be extra careful that we are following our bylaws and to give you opportunity to ratify this new state of affairs, we are having a vote next Sunday for official members, and I ask you to approve this new leadership structure. We will have a very simple yes or no vote to approve this. Again, I'm not going anywhere. Abby and I will continue to work as partners in the gospel, but she alone will have the title. I will serve primarily as a director at Evangel University and secondarily as pastor here at the church, but I'm staying. Hopefully that's clear now. Let me say a few things more. First, I believe that God spoke to me about this a very long time ago. And he spoke multiple times. And I've shared uh, this with Pastor Abby, and uh, God has spoken to her about this too. So that's why I mentioned the two thing, right? God doesn't just speak to me. He also speaks to Pastor Abby and to you. But he spoke, God spoke to me in, in, uh, in a dream. Three times I had the same dream. And that's happened here in the last seven years. The dream goes this way. I walk into Resurrection Assembly of God, and we have grown exponentially just from the previous week. It was like last week we had like 20 people in the dream, and this week we have 200. It's like that stark of a difference. There's hardly room for all the people that are gathered to worship the triune God in my dream. I'm in Resurrection Assembly of God, and I'm even in the pulpit. I'm going to speak. I'm full of emotion in the dream, full of love for the church where I minister. But I realize in the dream that I'm not in the position of lead pastor at the church anymore. All I know is that I'm here and that somehow I was moved to another role I also know in the dream that this was all part of God's plan to use resurrection in new and profound and unprecedented ways. I speak in faith today, and I believe in my heart with all humility that God has been preparing me for this moment. And I also believe with all my heart that God is going to use resurrection assembly of God in new and profound ways here. That these seats are going to fill up with people who need to know the love of Jesus. Please believe that this is God's plan with me. You see, I believe that God has uh, filled this church with incredible potential, that the Most High has overshadowed us like he overshadowed Mary. 
and that we have been waiting to see the fruit of that overshadowing like Mary waited and watched as her belly grew. Will you believe with me that Jesus is coming to the Lucas Farms neighborhood and to Iowa City through us? We can believe that Jesus will come because he has already come through Mary. We are not Mary, but we can follow her example in the humble and localized way that we can by simply recognizing that God has invited us to partner in his plan. And all we have to say is, let it be to me according to your word. You may have questions like Mary did. How will this be? We're not rich. We are few in number. We're, we're not of noble birth and influence. I told Derek to pray as the Spirit led him yesterday. And I said, I know the Spirit will lead you. And remember how he prayed today? He said, those of us who are not rich or powerful need not worry because of the word of the Lord that came through the prophet Isaiah. And he prayed according to that. So thank you for hearing the voice of the Spirit, Derek. We didn't coordinate on that, but the Holy Spirit coordinated. So hear me out. If God can cause a virgin to give birth to the Son of God, he can cause us to bring the Son of God to this neighborhood like no amount of money or power or influence can. Amen? So this is what's going to happen. Like I've said, we will have the vote next week on Palm Sunday. On Easter, I will preach. But Easter is going to be the last Sunday before I go on a brief three-month sabbatical, just like Pastor Abby did last year. This is not only something that I need and something uh, that God is, has commanded of me, but it will offer a fresh start with Pastor Abby Soley at the helm as lead pastor. I'll be back in July. I'm not going anywhere. And God isn't going anywhere. Will you ring the sheep, Jesse? The little sheep, the lambs. God isn't going anywhere. This is a new chapter. Let it be to us according to God's word. Holly, are you here still? Where did she go? Maybe she's changing a diaper. Okay. I want to close now, and I want to close by asking us to be joyful. I want to ask us to be hopeful and eager for what God has in store for us. God's got great things for us, church. So let's get excited. We're going to eat this meal together now. And I want to ask you to let it be a moment where you reaffirm your membership in the body of Christ. Let it be a moment when you say afresh, let it be to me according to your word, O Lord. And when you say, let it be to us, Resurrection Assembly of God, according to your word, O Lord. Amen and amen. If you need to take a moment at the altar this morning after communion to consecrate yourself to God, please do that. And we'll have prayer partners here for you as well. Holly's going to come onto the keys, but of course we always wait for the kids before we begin communion. So I invite you to enter into an attitude of prayer and patience as the kiddos come. Will you rise to your feet?